0: All right, welcome back everyone. I'm Aleda.
1: And I'm Miranda.
0: And we're back. Oh, together we make up <laughs> the side. Kicks, 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 kicks. Yes, yes, yes. I am just so excited. I know we've been on like sabbatical, uh <clears throat> partly due to illness, partly to due to technical technological failures of things. It Sometimes is- Things what, just what, break. What's,
1: the, what's the quote <laughs> of like, you're supposed to, I thought like you were in an ashram, namaste, and you're supposed to be dead.
0: <laughs> and here we are. Not dead. <laughs> Although um, one computer has died. Miranda's back. Uh, she has a new computer now. Yay. So we are back in action. Uh, we're just going to pick off off of our spooky list. So we'll be covering um, the <laughs> last thing we <laughs> said we we're going to cover. <laughs> <laughs> November. We're running into it, you know, like, fuck it. Um, I live where it's still not cold. So I'm just going to oh. accept that it's spooky November. <laughs> it's freezing here.
1: Is it is it? freezing
0: oh wow i love yeah that. no it's uh it is very cold uh, no we i think yesterday i had like a short sleeve shirt i love that for you and sweats and that was good enough to be outside <laughs> nighttime is cold but daytime i think we're in like the 60s <laughs> jelly ah uh, so jelly i'm jelly of your weather <laughs> Maybe I just don't understand. (laughs) I think I'm just salty because I wanted to go and I couldn't go because I got a new job and I didn't have enough time to go. (laughs) So I'm just like, oh, I wanted to go up there and I couldn't. Anyway, back to this. This episode might be everywhere. And you're welcome, everyone. (laughs) Uh, We're going to be covering the Lolo Woods by Carmen Maria Machado, illustrated by Danny. No last name, Danny. And Tamra Bonvillain.
1: Yeah. uh, Tamra Bonvillain does the colors.
0: Oh, awesome. Thank you. Um, And then this is through DC, their Black Label. Uh, Joe Hill presents Hill House Comics. So extra spookies, spookies.
1: Yeah. So uh, Steve Wands does the letters. Uh, The editor was Amedeo uh, Tartaro and Mark Doyle. Um, And this was published by DC through their Black Label, um, through like their Black Label, which is uh, sort of their division for their more mature content. Oh, cool. and this was specifically uh joe hill's hill house comics imprint so um joe hill in 2019 was asked to create like an imprint for dc that would specifically focus on horror comics and he was basically put in charge of that of pro- uh, that project of like finding writers and artists and cultivating like these horror stories to go with that imprint in addition to writing his own because joe hill of course is a-, a horror writer in his own right um he's also written
0: locking key i believe Oh, okay, cool. I have not read it, but I've seen the trailer on Netflix. <laughs> I read the I read the first one. It's very violent. So. Oh, is it? Are those novels or are they uh, graphic, graphic novels? novels? Oh, sweet. Okay, I probably what? we should probably oh, yeah.
1: cover. It. <laughs> uh, con- conceptually, um, Locking Key is about a magical house that has a bunch of keys, and if you turn the keys, like magical things happen. So there's like one that's the like. It's like the gender swap key. And so if you like turn the key and you go through the door, like you'll switch genders.
0: (laughs) Oh, sounds fun. You said it was violent, though.
1: (laughs) It is very violent. The family moves to the house um, because uh, they get attacked by um, their father's, like two of their father's students in high school. And um, their father is murdered and (sighs) their mother is assaulted. Oh, so like it is very violent it's very graphic. It's not bad. It is actually very good. It's just
0: it is a violent lot and
1: graphic. It's coming at you all at once.
0: That's fair. Yeah. Um speaking of violent and graphic, I we will be talking about themes of sexual assault. Um yes. so if that is not something that you can listen to this is like your warning to shut off the episode (laughs) Mm -hmm. and come back next week show notes always say what we're reading the next time so you know don't don't put yourself through uncomfortable uh, yeah for a podcast don't do that
1: don't it's not it's not worth it it's not worth it
0: no but we will be talking about that is like heavily implied in the writing um uh yeah very heavily heavily like definitely happened (laughs) uh so cut it off now y'all i'm telling you now but yes continue miranda sorry i wanted to oh no you're good you're good the trigger
1: warning's good or content warning is -hmm. good um so uh two year uh 2019 joe hill was asked to create like the hill house comics like imprint and basically cultivate a horror line um dc i would say around that time period was you know they're constantly trying to revitalize themselves constantly trying to get like new audiences um Yes. And so part of that was they put a lot of stock into their black label. Mm-hmm. Um, the black label is for more mature audiences. It has stories that are a little, some of them are a little bit sexy. Most of them are just
0: incredibly violent. Yes. incredibly violent. Mature always seems to be <laughs> violent. Like it's yes. <laughs> hardly ever is like we wrote smut. And we just wanted to publish that. It's all. It's it's right. like oh, there's or... a sex scene, but there's a lot of violence. <laughs>
1: we just wanted an excuse to say fuck.
0: Exactly. Yeah. We just want to cuss, and we can only do it if we have like a specific label for it. Yeah. No, it's 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 violent. Lots of violence. Yeah.
1: Um, and so DC, it for this project for like the Hill House comics, um, they reach out to Carmen Maria Machado. And they basically ask her, like, hey, you ever wanted to write a comic book? Yes. <laughs> and they they invite her to throw them a pitch. And so she's like, of course I want to write a comic book. Because everyone wants to write a comic book. Yes. <laughs> and so she goes, like, digging through her notes. And she finds this concept that she was originally going to adapt into, like, a full novel. But then she just eventually, like, dropped it. She's kind of had it in a journal somewhere. hmm and it was all
0: based off of a dream that she had. It's, it's... oh wow, really? Yes. <laughs> wow, that's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, like, she in essence, her her initial idea included a couple of characters, um, what appears to be a Pinterest board. Everybody talks about the Pinterest board. Everyone involved with this story, in my research, talks about like Carmen Maria
0: Machado's Pinterest account. I... I'm here for it because uh what Cami Garcia also had like a Pinterest, like a mood board and like this is what I want it to be like, but I just love like novelists coming into comic worlds and like pictures. This is this is what I want. Like I've never been this collaborative, like how do we do this?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, like, she had, like, a Pinterest board. She had a couple of characters, in essence, thought up. And then sort of, like, this vague idea. She didn't have the fully-fledged plot just yet. But she turned that into, like, a pitch. DC was like, of course we love it. You look like money signs.
0: Yes. (laughs) That is DC's thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so they... I don't
0: know how Danny got onto the project. I Uh... just... Danny was, so I read a, I did read a, I did do research. I read did a, love it. Uh, it was on CBR, the comicbookrant.com. Yes. And they had a, a interview with Danny and Carmen. And after Carmen, like, like after DC is like, yeah, okay, we love it. Like we want to do it. They, um, when she was looking for an artist, they just gave her a bunch of artists. Like, look at these people's work and like profiles um no no portfolios and she saw Danny's and Danny's just looked creepy like she just liked the the style of it and yes. Danny kind of was like oh yeah cuz it's so it was a really cute interview cuz Carmen was like i just really liked it like i can't pinpoint it it just looked creepy like it's what we needed and Danny's like oh it's cuz i use a lot of ink so it looks really <laughs> dark <laughs> like I'm, I'm i really use that medium a lot and then Carmen was like oh yeah that thank you see she could tell you the like or they i don't know the program they us, but they can tell you like the technical part of things <laughs> and I just like it so that's how Danny gets she gets selected by Carmen I love that yeah <laughs> I love that also
1: great selection mm-hmm. this was so ooky spooky it was you never knew it was happening at any given time
0: no it is it is like what do you say it's like a dream like she got inspiration from her dream it felt like a weird fucking like dream mm-hmm. nightmare situation as you read it
1: yeah so um there are elements of the story that were very inspired by realish things and I would like to talk about them as we encounter them okay so do you want
0: to get into it yes Let's get oh yeah starts.
1: this is a six issue limited series oh and-
0: yeah <laughs> have you also we gotta do have you read it before <laughs> I have not read it before have you no, absolutely not. I didn't even know that Carmen existed, but now I'm like, I want to read her oh things. Yeah, I
1: love her. Yeah, so much. Um, her her short story like anthology is so scary because it's like uh, her writing style is very much like it's everything is told implied. Yes, and like you kind of have to read between the lines, and then like there's sort of this thread of the fantastical turning into the grotesque.
0: Yes, and there is again in that same interview, uh mm-hmm. she talks about like because the the interviewer was like, oh, well, like it's really creepy. Like, how did you achieve it, or like how do you achieve like horror? And what one of the things Carmen said was that like it, it's kind of like she didn't necessarily say it was implied, but it was like everything in the shadows in this like comic is creepy like you can see something coming out of it and if you don't see it you could feel like something could come out of it and Mm -hmm. she works a lot with like the absence of things so like for me like scary movies that are really scary like are things you can't see like It Follows was really freaky for me because you never saw the monster (laughs) it was just like something well you kind of did I guess but for a long time you did it but like the Conjuring movies except for Annabelle, Annabelle does scare me but the other ones aren't scary because they look like they show you too much. They show you too much and it's like, okay, this is like a lady in makeup, you know? Okay. And it's kind of like
1: I, I have a theory of horror movies. What? Okay. So my theory of horror movies is that the more constrictive the budget, like the scarier the movie is going to be. I think when horror directors are given too much of a budget, then they like they start getting too big. Yeah. And I think horror movies work really
0: well when it's like this very concise concept. Yeah. It's like tight and like you only see what you need to see. Yeah. But yes, but yeah, um, Carmen and like I'm I bring it up because it sounds like her writing style is the same way. Like, I'm just not going to tell you everything and your fears are going to color in what's missing. And that makes mm-hmm. it even scarier. Um, but yes, yeah. let's get into it. Yeah, it was a six issue limited series. Uh, um, it it started
1: being published in December of 2019. It was concluded in the, the spring of 2020.
0: Yeah, a scary time in general. So so also if I sound nasally, I am heavily congested, but we are doing this. Yeah. So we start off, it's the Lolo Woods. So we already went over creatives. We start with two uh friends in a movie theater. They wake up and one of the we, friends We start off literally with the end. Yes. Yes, we do. Thank you. I like skipped over that. Yeah. And we are uh, we meet L and um Octavia, Octavia, which like I feel like Octavia Butler, right? <laughs> yeah. Heavily implied, heavily yes, girl. <laughs> anyway, um, Ella's like something happened. It looks like they're just waking up. Like, they fell asleep in the movie, and they woke up. But Elle is like, something happened. Like, something bad happened to us. And Octavia was, is, like, in denial. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. And once you read everything, like, the whole series, and we'll go over it. But, like, right now, she's like, no, we just fell asleep. But as you read the rest of it, you're... You know that something bad happened to them.
1: Yeah. Like, it's it's... Reading it, looking at it from, like, knowing what happened, or at least what it is heavily implied happened to them. Mm-hmm. Like they I can't even imagine that I can't imagine like waking up with like this hole in your memory but being able to feel your body and know that something happened
0: yes and so what is implied is that they were sexually assaulted like that's what is implied yeah but we don't know that yet like if you've never read it you don't know that it just is like oh something happened and like mm-hmm. something really weird happened because it's not like you see you kind of see like yeah. a little flashback you see that their are popcorns being made and that they mm-hmm. are eating popcorn then like a person kind of appears but it's all like too like dreamy like it's not like oh this happened they were drugged and then they were assaulted like that's not what is really necessarily presented until you reread it
1: Yeah, no, like instead it's just, it's two teenagers who wake up in a movie theater and have two hours of missing time.
0: Yes, Elle throws up, they're leaving, they run into uh, this kid named Josh, and it's just him working in the theater. Yeah. And Josh is disgusting, like his face is grotesque, like he just looks evil. Like
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's the most off-putting teenager, because he's just, he's pimply and he's, his He's like face, greasy, like his features are too big for him. <laughs>
0: like, yes, it reminds me a lot of Frank Miller's Dark Knight. Like, oh, the way that Frank Miller, like, Frank Miller's people don't look like they fit in their skin. Yes, that's how this person looks, Josh. Yes, and then you know they're kind of like uh like what like what the fuck and then he's like well did you enjoy the movie like very creepy vibes Look, he's he's leering at them yes he's disgusting <laughs> like <laughs> he's so gross mm-hmm. and Elle goes no by the way i threw up in there <laughs> she does he has to clean it which love it yeah this is also based like in the 90s in pennsylvania
1: Just yes <laughs> this is the 90s in pennsylvania the uh, carmen maria machado actually grew up in pennsylvania and So that's where like a lot of the inspiration for the story came from
0: mm-hmm. it was from growing up in like one of these small towns, yes. Danny, who is the artist, they're from Greece. So they had to do a lot of like research to get the drawings right.
1: <laughs> they're from a place with a very different idea of small town.
0: Yes. Uh, and so the setting is Pennsylvania in the 90s in like a mining town that is yes. is going to shit. Basically, it's already gone to shit.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, sort of like a brief history of the town is it is one of those places in Pennsylvania that it was like established in like the mid 1800s as like a mining town that was it's like a company town right and then series of disasters happen as often happen in mining towns mining as we know it is an incredibly dangerous profession and it is made even more dangerous by the greed of the company owners yes there's a series of disasters uh this was a molly Maguire town if do you know what the molly Maguires
0: are i do not know what that is
1: okay so it's a it's a irish secret society um in ireland it started as yes
0: fuck okay yeah. <laughs> i'm in <laughs>
1: you're in <laughs> yeah so the molly Maguires are considered a an irish secret society in ireland their primary interest was in protecting land if that makes sense like making sure people didn't get kicked off the land okay, okay. um in america they were very big in sort of like that appalachia region um in like the mining towns and they were kind of used as like they weren't the unions. There were actual unions. But the Molly Maguires, as like a secret society, were sort of about organizing the people, okay. right? Organizing the people against the bosses.
0: So it, was, it sounds like it's more like activism. I mean, you, I guess you yeah. did work as activism too, but like this is more like grassroots. It's not...
1: Yeah. So like it's... it's um There are times when like the Molly Maguires and like the, the co-worker unions, like had similar interests and were working towards the same goal, but they did not collaborate. There's actually a lot of historical debate as to whether, as to like how real, like the Molly Maguires as a secret society were in the region. Like it's, it's one of those things that we think that they existed and we think that like that they helped to organize people and that they led to um, violent forms of protest. Mm-hmm. But of a lot of the evidence that we have of this comes from the company owners
0: Okay.
1: who would have had a vested interest in scapegoating rabble rousers okay okay so so for instance um in centralia which is the pennsylvania town that a the lot a large chunk of the story is based on um in like the 1870s like there was like three men hung as mm-hmm. like for being molly Maguires and for supposedly um assassinating the owner of like one of the companies <laughs> Ooh, okay all right yeah so it, it's one of those things where it's like, we know that there were arsons. We know that there were murders. A lot of them were attributed specifically to the Maguires, to the Molly Maguires. But we don't actually know how real that is, considering the people that attributed it to the Molly Maguires were Pinkertons. And Pinkertons Side are eye, big fat liars. Side eye. Who exist to protect the interests of the landed class.
0: Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Look, Brandon knows what she's talking about, facts <laughs> awesome thank you for that history mm-hmm. lesson i appreciate it <laughs> yes so we are establishing here that this is a molly Maguire town
1: yeah like this is a town that had that influence with the molly Maguires. this was a coal mining town um it was it was never super prosperous but it was prosperous enough up until like the the 20s yes and then in the 20s there was a series of disasters and a Coal and like, an underground fire started fire. in the mines,
0: yes, which is terrifying and very That's real. So fucking scary, yeah. Uh, you know, when some stuff is like real and you're just like that,
1: <laughs> should I it be real
0: knowing that was real? I'm scared of this now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, yes, I it knew anxiety unlocked. Period, <laughs> I was like, I didn't even know that that can happen and then just continue to burn for a while, like, it just. Yeah. The, uh, it's just it's just going through the the veins of coal but uh, dude <sighs> terrifying anyways that's yeah. just fucking scary <laughs> so um, I know. um the
1: town of centralia which is obviously the real life town that has a coal mine fire burning under it that has led to it becoming a ghost town um the town of centralia like has inspired um it Inspired this story, it has inspired horror movies. It has inspired um, the video game series that I can't for life me remember what it's called. But it's the one with like the cult and the pyramid head guy. This is a newer game. No, this is like from two
0: thousands. Uh, Fallout. It's, it's not-, not Fallout. There's a cult in that too. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know the video game. Somebody comment and tell us the video game. <laughs> yeah, because uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna remember, but yes terrifying 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 the fact that this like for real happened that that for real happened um yeah so that has happened in this town as well Mm -hmm. um and the next like couple panels is kind of establishing the era that they're in they're biking everywhere they're not like ubering they have like Mm -hmm. a bike with pegs on the back and they're riding which was like kind of i grew up in the 90s so well i was a kid in the 90s i wasn't a teenager but like we used to do that i have a scar on my knee because i sat mm-hmm. in the front <laughs> and i fucking ate shit in mexico <laughs> uh so i was like oh my god like i know exactly what this feels like uh most people probably do but yes so they're kind of establishing like their friendship and just like how creepy this fucking place is because they're they do kind of live like in the woods or they have to cross woods woodsy area
1: yeah Oh, because it's like it's it's a small town in Pen- in rural Pennsylvania. I want to highlight like the – there are certain things that like the letterer does that kind of add to that spook factor. So, for instance, I don't know if this is a banner or if this is like an ironwork sign. Mm-hmm. But it is something that you see multiple times in this comic. And it is a, a banner that goes across like what I assume to be the main street that says everyone's goal is to mine more. Yeah, And it just – I – it's this idea right that this is a dying coal mining town this is a this is a town that has not really had coal mining as an industry seriously since the 20s mm-hmm. right and it has sort of this this relic that implies that the entire reason that this town exists is to mine right and it's always about like doing more and more and more and there is nothing else but this mine and that, that like that was so desolate
0: Yes, and then there is another, like, right under that panel, there's another one, and it shows, like, an abandoned something, mm-hmm. and there's a poster there that says, the sign sets, the wind dies down, coal never stops, so it's just, like, propaganda everywhere, Um, even though it's not, like, a meaningful way to live there, like, it's not a career that you can have mm-hmm. there. So they're driving, not driving, they're biking down, like, a roadway, we're reading, um I don't know if this is her writing or if this is cuz she pulled from oh fuck what was it? She pulled from another source and like would quote the book a lot and I can't for the life of me remember what other book it was. But um was that The Awakening? Yes, it is The Awakening. Thank you. So they're kind of quoting that or she's writing it. But they eat shit. There's a rabbit that runs through and it makes them fall. Um she probably mm-hmm. also has a scar and they look up and they see like a deer woman fucking terrifying
1: oh have you heard of the not deer no what is that yeah so the not deer are um they're kind of my favorite cryptid just because like <gasps> i i you talk about how the horror element that you really enjoy is when you don't see too much of the monster yes horror element that i enjoy is when things are off yes like that's what i think makes like a really successful horror is when things are normal but not <laughs> right and so the not deer um, are, they're, they're conceptually, it's like when you, when you see a deer, but like, it's not moving, right. Or something's wrong with the eyes. Like it just doesn't like, it, it's supposed to be a deer, but it's clearly not a deer.
0: Oh, no. And, well, that's what we see. <laughs> yeah. Cause this deer has a deer butt and body, hmm. but when it looks over, it has like a, a woman's like silhouette or a person silhouette it's a it's a woman but um and like it's it, it has it's, hands it's what are these yes it does have hands like clawy hands and its antlers mm-hmm. are kind of like jacked up too uh and it has like a deer human eye and it's mm-hmm. fucking terrifying and it's coming out of the shadow and it goes after them mm-hmm. with this freaky fucking hands
1: yeah it just runs off
0: yeah you know, like a deer and they book it, obviously, like, what the fuck? Like, what was that? Uh, Octavia's like a really messed up deer. And Elle's like, but didn't it look kind of human? Like, didn't it look weird?
1: And then Octavia immediately replies, or not Octavia, L Elle rep- immediately also goes into, maybe somebody fucked up a spell. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're just immediately slamming into this. This is a weird ass town named Shudder to Think. Yes. And apparently they've got witches and
0: shit. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's chill. That's normal, I guess. Yeah. Octavia says, maybe we should say something, like tell somebody something. And then again, what happened in the theater comes up mm-hmm. again. Like what happened in the theater? She's like, I don't know. And then Elle well, kind of- hey,
1: Sorry, said, I'm sorry to interrupt so much. No, no, no. I
0: was just reading Uh, the, like, do you think? Like, do you think this is what, you know, lets it go? But go ahead, Miranda.
1: What I think is interesting is the reason why they don't tell someone is because they don't want to set off a curfew. A lot of the times when violence is enacted against women, it is framed as um, the the sort of reaction to that is generally in some way limits women's freedom, right? It says yes. like, oh, well, you shouldn't wear these things or you shouldn't go to this area of town or you shouldn't like go out at night, right? Yeah. And so like the reason why they don't tell is that they know immediately they're going to have like this very real
0: consequence put on them. Yes. And so they decide no uh there's where Elle's like do we get roofied like what the fuck you know and they're just kind of like you know they're trying it's like when something traumatic happens like you want to talk about it you don't want to talk about it it makes it real and like you're trying to figure it out amongst like with your if it happens to you individually you try to figure it out mm-hmm. with, by yourself but if it happens like to two or more mm-hmm. then it's like what the fuck like we're trying to figure it out together and yeah. that's what we're seeing
1: yeah like i think one of the One of the big themes in this book is sort of um, femme bodies being in community with each other. Yes, absolutely. Right? Is that it's this this violence is being enacted upon them. And then um, part of like the horror, but also the magic of the story is that they don't remember the violence. They Mm -hmm. forget. Yes. But- In forgetting, they are isolated. They are, despite this being a common phenomenon in their town, despite this happening to nearly every single woman in their lives, yeah, they do not band together because of it. It becomes just a thing that happens, and then nobody talks about it, and they live alone with this certainty that something awful happened. Exactly, but like feeling like they can't share that with anybody. And I think it's very telling that like the resolution to this story is like women coming together in community to to deal with
0: it yes it's like um like sisterhood Mm -hmm. and we see like that's kind of like the resolution so throughout the six issues like that's where we end up but right now we are in the like I don't want to talk about it like Octavia's already like I don't want to talk about it I was like trying to figure it out and that's just it's like two sides of the same coin like some Mm -hmm. people are just not ready to deal with it and it comes with time some people are like very ready to deal with it like as like as it right after it happened and you know like going through those motions neither not one is better than the other it's just the way trauma happens
1: yeah, yeah and yeah. i think um uh, does like a really good job of showing because we see a lot of different examples of women and girls who deal with trauma in very different ways and i think it's presented without judgment
0: yes it's part. just this is just a reality like this is how people can deal with these mm-hmm.
1: Like, I think the only real, the only real judgment that, like, we get for how a woman deals with trauma is um, when a woman makes the decision of how everyone else should deal with their trauma. Yes.
0: Yeah. We see Octavia go home. Doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, she doesn't say anything to the the adult in the house. Her mom, I think. Yeah. And then this is where we learn, like, the history of Shudder Shutter to Think. And it's just, it was a coal mining mining town and, like, it fucked the community up, basically, like, to be a miner's, to be really destructive to your body and then ultimately to the families and the the harm that that puts on, like, an entire community. Mm-hmm. And we learn more about, like, the, the, like, horrors of, like, mining and, like, how Miranda said, like, the greed of the owners of the companies uh, and forcing people to still, like, fucking go to work and shit yeah yeah
1: Yeah. well because it's like there's this fire that springs up underground but people still have to work um the the town is literally becoming unlivable like it's it's getting hot like the ground is hot it's it's spoiling food there are sinkholes
0: like like, the animals it's it's harming the babies like the babies mm -hmm. are dying like stillborns like all that kind of stuff
1: yeah Um, like it is this truly awful environment to live in right and it is man made yes and <laughs> literally man made we find out later
0: <laughs> yes and um the some people leave some people don't some people stay and they do i like how easy the resolution is like well why would you stay and the answer is like sometimes people just stay like they don't they just don't leave. Yeah. Um, and we know, like, as adults, it's like, oh, because of resources, because of lack of resources, isolation, like all these things make it really mm-hmm. difficult to leave emergency areas.
1: Well, yeah. And it's also, there's also like the very human
0: factor of um anytime there's a diaspora, you lose
1: your community. Yes. Right. And that's Part of that is like the resources thing of you maybe you don't have the resources to move, but there's there are always going to be people that even if they can move, if they have that luxury, like they're still so, they're tied to the people around them. They're tied to the land like it's not they're not willingly going to leave.
0: You're absolutely right. And so L, we see Elle go home. She has a phone with her dad. Um, she, we see that they're she they're good. Like they have families, you know. Um, yeah, I can I talk
1: about like their sort of environments. Yes. Go ahead. So like it's one of the things that I think is really interesting is the the implied class difference between the two friends. Yes. Right. Because like um we don't get a lot of information on Octavia's family. We know that her she has lived here, her family has lived here for three generations now. Her (laughs) like grandfather came in in essence to be a scab. (laughs) Yes. Which isn't great. (laughs) But you know So, like, her grandfather and her grandmother came in to be a scab. Her grandmother um, is one of those people that, like, shares, like, the stories of the weird things that happens in this town. He's, like, the elder. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Up until she died. And then um, Octavia just lives with her mom. We don't get any information on her father. But it is implied that her mom is, like, a programmer. So, ostensibly, like in this dying town, her mom, who is doing like an online job that is presumably better paid than anything else in this town.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like that is, there is like a class difference there. And so it's like, an Octavia has like the resources that she, it's not a question in her mind. She's going to leave when she gets older. Yes. Right. And this is in contrast to Elle, who has like her mom and her dad, and they're very happy. It's a very happy family. Mm-hmm. Like, that is something that I think gets seen. Whereas, like, Octavia's family, like, her mom loves her and she loves her mom. But, like, they're very, they're always cast in, like, cool colors. Yes. Right? Like, there's always sort of this implied distance between them. Whereas, like, L, Elle, like, Elle's mom and dad are very loving and they're very active in her life and she's active in their lives. And her mom is a waitress and her father is receiving disability from getting ill, working in the mines. Yes. And so, like, she's has a lot less resources and a lot less opportunity than her friend, Octavia.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, they have a dog. Ella has a dog. Love the dog. Name name's like, Pearl. Yes. Uh, like a white. Pearl is a therapy dog. Love her. Oh, she's doing the work. Important work. Mm-hmm. We cut over to, to high school uh, and we see the themes that we're reading. Isolation, fear, despair. <laughs> because in case you didn't get it they fucking put it in there for you <laughs> they put it, it on chalk it's in cursive though so you have to be able well, to read it that's true that's true that might not be super accessible <laughs> but they're in english class i'm assuming and uh mm-hmm. fucking else like i fucking hate high school like this fucking school's a joke like this bitch thinks this blah 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 and it she's she's like talking shit on all the yeah. on everyone so she's like morgan sucks heather is still obsessed with Kurt cobain even though he died josh i don't know how to feel about josh jason used to play football um now he just like hunts with his dad because he doesn't play football anymore because they shrunk the fucking athletic department mm-hmm. tanya is his sister they hunt like holly is super religious and B and i can't stand her and that holly comes back and jessica well wait no jessica is I'm sorry. Holly, we don't talk about her again, I don't think. And then Jessica, well, she's Jessica. But V has the hottie ha hats for Jessica. Yeah. Jessica is the local beauty queen. She is. And you Um, know she's a hottie because she looks like Drew Barrymore with long hair. In she does look like
1: you very more oh my gosh this, this story is set in the 90s it's set in like the mid 90s you can tell because Kurt Cobain died in like 1994
0: yes uh she's wearing her outfit is like a black uh 90s like spaghetti dress with a t-shirt under it
1: white t-shirt and she's got the dark lipstick uh queen. it's so 90s like um Oh, it's God.
0: so 90s that's all like period yeah.
1: <laughs> like the fashion it is it is I read a review for this that like someone was talking about how like the 90s nostalgia was one of the few elements of the story that didn't hit well and I respectfully disagree <laughs> I respectfully disagree. I, because someone was, they were like, it's like they're trying to do stranger things. And I was just like, no, that's no. not what they're doing. That's, they are telling yeah. you exactly when this happened. The 90s were such a weird time. It was a weird apathetic time where people, like where teenagers were growing up hopeless. And this is a story about teenagers that feel hopeless and helpless. Yes. It, it,
0: Fucking and works. we need the fucking fashion to see it bro what mm-hmm. they can't be dressed like me <laughs> right? Um, but yes yeah, so we get like a breakdown l- fucking l is high school high school kid like this bitch sucks that one whatever like yeah. indifferent but um she really likes her english teacher the english teacher asks she has the
1: hots for her english teacher it's a problem
0: it is a problem and they don't act on it. So it's okay. I think it's just like yeah. a, a crush. And so.
1: Also, um, can we talk about how many lesbians there are in this small town?
0: So many. They As all. the English
1: teacher. We see an English teacher with her partner later. Elle and Octavia are both lesbians. Or it's implied that they're both lesbians. Yes. They could be bi. They could be pan. I don't know. Right. And then, of course, we have Jessica.
0: Yes, she is. Yes, she's also queer. A lot of a lot of gay characters. I'm here mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. And it's not weird. It's not like I'm no. gay. And this story is about me being gay and nobody knows how to act about it. No, these people know that they like who they like and they act on mm-hmm. those feelings and we see some of it and it's tastefully done and I respect it.
1: It is. It is done very well.
0: Um, um I just
1: <laughs> I, I just wanted to point out that this is like a small town of like a thousand people. And a sizable <laughs> percentage of these thousand people are queer. Yes,
0: literally that. But th- again, this we get another illustration that Elle doesn't have the means to go to college to get out of the town. Um, and, you know, the teacher can only do as much as the teacher can. Like a teacher can't pay for their students to go to college. So she's just asking her, like, you should still apply, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then we see uh, Octavia and L octavia has a bruise on her arm she's like that wasn't there before like i don't know where that came from um we see the the hot posse walk towards them and jess is in the front yeah
1: Jessica gets described i think like in the best way possible she gets described as like somebody in a fashion magazine that you're always afraid that if you walk too fast the page will turn oh yes and i'm just like the the implied fragility of that
0: yes beautiful writing Mm -hmm. um So um, we sort of get,
1: like, a lot of, uh, like, Octavia, of V and L's, like, dynamic Mm -hmm. in, I think, like, this high school scene, particularly in, like, the next panel where um, L is biking V. Yeah. Because, like, it's, that's part of their dynamic of, like, they, they lean on each other and they support each other. And they have since, like, they were small children. Yes. Right? Of, like... V, who does not have a bike, right, stands on the back of L's, and then L's legs get stronger. L is flunking a majority of her classes, (laughs) and V tutors her. And, like, it's, they, they're very symbiotic, and they're kind of, in some ways, like, presented as one organism.
0: Yes. Yeah. They are... it's sisterhood like you Mm -hmm. you show up in the ways that your your friend or your sister can't you know like I and I say sisterhood but I mean there is like Mm -hmm. a romantic element involved in that but it's more like it's friendship like we show up in the ways that our friends can't sometimes and they show up in the ways we can't and it's like really well done in the first issue and it continues through but the first issue Mm -hmm. really like establishes that yeah yeah And there's no question that like Mm -hmm. V will show up for L and L will show up for V, even if there's conflict. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And it's I I think it's like worth notice worth mentioning because like they're sort of the only real like female community that we see. We get implied moments of female community, but like they're the only ones that we really see um jessica who presumably has friends never speaks to her friends um neither of the two main characters mothers ever talk directly to like another woman yeah um the the witch
0: is the witch yes <laughs> to no friends that's okay No friends. understandable as a witch
1: <laughs> yes and so like i think it is um you know, in this town where all of the women are so isolated, like, it is these these two people who are, like, have a sisterhood, who have this friendship, and who are kind of at times implied to, like, ha- be so close that they are almost one.
0: hmm
1: Right? Like, um, later we learn that, like, they share pain. Yes. Like, they share pain. They they share pleasure. Yes. Like, in a very real way. And yes. So it's, it, it is almost as though they are, like, one being just with two parts.
0: Mm-hmm. yep um and we see that we end that kind of like establishing and it's so masterfully done because it's one page yes. <laughs> like, we're talking about it a lot but it is a single page and then we switch over we see that octavia goes to jessica's house and this is such a typically 90s like room like jessica has a fucking poster that says seeing X-Files is believing yes it's a and sailor moon Yes, uh, and like the fucking wired bed every girl wanted, or I guess not every girl, but most teenagers wanted so you could put little lights on it and shit, um, and the fucking alarm clock, the digital alarm clock, it was in a mm-hmm. phone, uh, but we yeah. see them, they hook up, yeah, it's nice, uh they it's sleep tasteful, there. yes, <laughs> I was gonna say their it's... booty
1: call is tasteful,
0: yes, um. We this see is that she has like a print, like something happens. Like <laughs> this is like the magic part of it. Like yeah a fucking like falling star or a bird or something is flying. It's, a bird. it's in the shape of the
1: bird because um so the the two girls sort of switch off in narration. So this first comic, um, all the odd-numbered comics are narrated by L and all of the even numbered comments are narrated by B. Okay. Um, and so like this one is being narrated by Elle, who is not there during the booty call, but she's talking about birds and how important birds are in the awakening. Yes. Right? And we see sort of a firebird streak past the window. And this wake like wakes V up and she like reaches over to like Jess, her girlfriend, and then she burns herself. Yes. She burns herself because... Do you want to say it or do you want me to say it? You can say it. She burns herself because Jessica... Is a sinkhole. Yes,
0: and it's literally like she's she's like uh you know like sleeping in the bed Mm -hmm. and like her underwear and stuff, and you see literally a hole in her stomach. Mm -hmm. What the fuck? And it ends. (laughs) You're like, what the fuck? (laughs) It ends. You get no resolution for it for two two more issues. Yes, it's just something that happened, and then we see Sea Dogs, which is the movie that they were watching. Um, Oh, I have some information about this. Perfect. Because so, I was like C-Dogs, reading it, and I was like, I don't know what.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no. no. So Sea Dogs um, was a comic that was kind of like the through thread through all of the initial, I think, like five or six stories that were put out by um, Hill House Comics.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and so it was in essence like two pages. It was it was an entire story was written, and then two pages were put into in the back of like every single one
0: of the comics. Okay, so it was like to motivate people to collect them all. Love it. It had nothing to do with the story at all. Okay, okay. The only thing that I was like, I'm reading these because I think it has to do with story, because that's the movie that they were watching. It's called mm-hmm. Sea Dogs. Uh, but I guess it had nothing. Anyway, part two. Thank you for that, in- that explanation, because I was like, I am ready to talk about it, because I read it, but I also don't get it. Um, <clears throat> so... season two sorry number two we go over to it the shit fucking cover looks crazy looks like kind of like attack of titan it's like
1: uh the skinless men
0: i guess um and then the two characters Mm -hmm. in the bottom walking through the woods and it's like on fire uh yeah we start off did anyone give a shit about this girl in the sinkhole not yet we start (laughs) off with uh little l Mm -hmm. on her bike she's always been a biking chick and um she like blood packs like she has like a knife and she stabs her her like finger and she draws on the tree which is creepy Um, no
1: she cuts the tree
0: is that what it is she cuts the tree and the oh i thought she cut herself oh she cuts the tree and she bleeds holy shit i thought she cut her finger and like drew on the tree
1: no that is the tree's blood (gasps) well yeah it, it all comes back later. It all comes back later, and it's brilliant. Yes. <laughs> it is absolutely brilliant. But, like, you know, she's just being like this little troublemaker in the woods. And then here's me, who's like doing her homework collecting leaves.
0: Yes. Nature <laughs> scout. It's very cute. And then B gets attacked mm-hmm. by a skinless creature. Uh, and L shows up. She has this pocket knife that she's scratching into the trees. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, and she stabs the skinless creature, uh and it, it skitters away. Disgusting. And yeah, it uh,
1: falls into a crevasse.
0: Uh, and that's just the start of their friendship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um She asks Octavia, if "She's okay?" um She's like, "I've heard about those things. But I've never seen one. Like, are you good?" And then she's like, well, "I'm happy you had a knife." She's like, "Yeah, my dad gave it to me. It's <laughs> a very like little kid, like matter of fact, like yeah, I just have a pocket knife." Yeah, obs doesn't everyone? <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs>
1: yeah. And then we sort of we we get like the line that kind of establishes their like who they are and how they deal with like upsetting things like into the future, right? Mm-hmm. L says, "Do you think we should tell tell someone about what we saw?" And V responds, "I think we should just never come back."
0: Yes. And so then it cuts back to them current time as teens. And Octavia's like, my hand hurts because mm-hmm. she was she burned. burned
1: the shit out of it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> her,
1: her girlfriend has like a portal to hell in her belly.
0: Yes. And so she burned her hand and she's bandaged. They're back at the movie theater. Ella's there. She's not fucking around. She wants some answers. She fucking is kicking shit down looking for Josh. She finds Josh. And she's like, you need to tell me what the fuck happened. Like, I know something happened. You were fucking here. Like, what the fuck happened? And he's like, you know, gaslighting. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, you're fucking tripping, bro. Like, you watched the movie.
1: Well, Elle is immediately comes in with like, we didn't stay in the theater and you know it. And he's like, there's no way you could know that. And then Elle's like, oh, oh, so you do know shit? And he's like, you are so thirsty in heaven because he's a piece of shit. And yes. he's going to hold the power he has over them, over their heads.
0: Right. And so she's like, what the fuck does that mean? Because obviously, like, Elle's trying to piece thing- piece things together and mm-hmm. he's like nothing bro i have to fucking work like what happened because he notices that her hand is bandaged that octavia's hand is bandaged and then it cuts away and then i was like this motherfucker like fuck him he's a fucking blind piece of shit like what the fuck does he mean like thirsty in heaven like what the fuck does any of that mean um and then they talk about this resort called heaven on earth that is yeah. like closed but it was a big deal
1: mm-hmm. we learn about it later um it's sort of this idea that it was like this for as shitty as their town is, you of course have to have like the haves in order to show how shitty like it is to be the have not, yeah. right? And the haves were like the heaven on earth resort, which was just like a a, a fancy, um... oh gosh, I don't, um, is it called Zizzix? Zizix, Nevada? Oh yeah. Yeah. It, that's what in essence what it was. It was just like a, a hot spring with special water that all the rich people would flock to to make them feel better right mm. and it was one of like the other money makers in the town now after like mining was no longer tenable uh uh-huh. and that's actually what draws l's father to the town is he goes to work there and then when it uh when it goes bankrupt and closes that he then that's when he goes to the mines yes
0: <laughs> um they also established like everybody in Cheddar to think has like a really shitty relationship with death uh mm-hmm nobody knows how to like deal with it but like people die there for the town like it was a sacrifice like they worked in the mine suicide the sunk hole like the the town kills people basically (laughs) like that's what they're establishing
1: well yeah it gets a town it is literally Mm -hmm. built on like the bodies and the health of the miners yeah and then also like the bodies and the health of the women who suffer this mysterious ailment where they
0: forget shit (laughs) yeah it's fucked up it's a scary town it's like a hell mouth of a town Um, yes it is yeah
1: it is we're just kind of i think getting like background and so they go their separate ways after this encounter with josh Mm -hmm. um v goes home l basically volunteers to do her mom's like charity work at like the old folks home with the dog yeah Right. And the dog, like, the dog goes around and greets the elderly people, makes them feel happy. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the people that she goes to that Elle goes to see is this old woman who's like, she's this long timer in this town. Right. And she talks about how she's the only one that has like survived in her family. Right. Like, her husband died in the mines. Mm -hmm. Her
0: son (laughs) dies as well, I believe. Yeah. Um. Her son
1: gets swallowed by a sinkhole.
0: Oh. So bad. And it's so beautifully drawn. Like uh like the emotion that comes out of this page. Um, mm-hmm. um yeah. so she's, you know, traumatized and the dog yeah. is there doing its, work.
1: it's doing its stuff. And she says, like, the minds took my husband and my child just in different ways. Some days I think I survived
0: just to show
1: that show that coal that I could, mm-hmm. right? The perseverance of like the women in the face of this pain.
0: Absolutely. Uh we cut out, we see the Octavia goes to this party at um heaven on earth, right? And she starts mm-hmm. going into the into the actual resort. Like the party's like outside by the pool, I'm guessing. And then there Octavia goes inside of the hotel. She sees these like fungi that are yeah. glowing. Uh there's sexual acts happening. There's I don't know. This person looks like they're levitating, but I don't think that's what's going on. I don't know. But no.
1: Um This is, I think it's supposed to be, like, her flashback. Okay. Okay, because, all right, so let's talk about Heaven on Earth. It's abandoned now. It's an abandoned old resort. It still has the springs, right? And it's kind of become, like, a party place for the teenagers. Mm -hmm. And so she makes the logical conclusion that, like, when, you know, the shitty teenager Josh says, like, you were so thirsty in heaven. Oh, well, we literally have a place in town called Heaven. I'm going to go check that place out very logical very logical right yes. and so she's not she's walking through this party she's not a part of this party and we have like this creepy children's song that's going through like all of it right yes. but she's walking through the party she's refusing like a drink she's like walking past people people are sneaking off to have sex because it's what you do when there's no adults i guess yeah. <laughs> drink beer and have you drink shitty beer and have sex yeah right um, and then she sees someone who looks like her, but she doesn't really see it because she doesn't react to it, right? right. We see her reacting to the beer. We see her reacting to, like, the couple. Mm-hmm. We don't see her reacting to the girl that looks like her that's, like, floating. So I think that that is supposed to, like, let us know, like, she was here. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. What we do see her react to is the glowing mushrooms. And she just kind of has, like, a what the fuck moment.
0: Yes. And she and then she... them.
1: Yeah, she collects some because she's just, she's going to look it up later. And then when she looks up at the ceiling, it has a reflective surface and she sees herself looking shell-shocked. Yes.
0: So. Um, so and I then think she has back out at that yeah, point putting, and meets like, up with L. Two and two together. Yes. She does meet up with Elle. Uh, She doesn't say anything again because it's Octavia and Octavia like consistently doesn't say anything about what is like actually so she shows l like look i found these mushrooms they see josh and like the other boys and they look like scary they're drawn like in a way that is uh menacing Mm -hmm. and then fucking l pulls out her fucking switchblade
1: (laughs) like she's ready okay i love it (laughs) i so l pulls out her switchblade and then octavia closes it yeah and um I don't know if Machado is trying to do something with this, but I was looking up Appalachian superstitions. Okay. And one of the superstitions is you're never supposed to close a knife that somebody else opened. Like, it's considered, like, really unlucky.
0: To close the knife? Oh, if someone – oh, if you close the knife. Like, if I open it you close it. If you open a
1: knife, I can't close it. (gasps) Uh Uh-oh. And so, like, that's what we watch happen. But what I wonder is if it's more – like, it could be implying, like, something bad is going to happen. Because, like, bad things do happen later. Yeah. Right. Or if it is instead, um, again, tying back to how like these two girls are connected and how like they are almost one. Yeah. Right. To where like those rules don't apply.
0: Um, so that she does close close it and then there you have like a like a spat. Um mm-hmm. and it's kind of talking about like leaving the place and like Octavia's running and fair. Like she's like, We can fucking leave, like leave Josh, leave all this shit, like leave 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 all the trauma behind from this shitty town and l's like i can't fucking do that like college is not going to fix these problems you can't pretend like things don't happen and octavia's like nothing fucking happened like, even though we know that
1: right like there's yes. no way anything like we could know if anything happened and then l says my underwear was inside out
0: yeah and yeah like something happened to them that's right you know, that is evidence um, of assault. Like that is when we were getting the backstory on the
1: town and it was talking about like this mysterious illness that the women suffer. Um, as it was discussing, like, you know, the women just like waking up in parking lots and stuff with no idea what happened. Like you got a close up of a woman's abdomen, like she has her panties on, but she has thing right above it. Yeah. You know, and it, it's things that it's like you don't have to directly say what's happening. You know what's happening, you see it. Yeah. Like, there's, there's very few circumstances that lead to bruising in that part uh, in that part of the body. There's very few circumstances that lead to your underwear being turned out.
0: hmm And then we see the, there's a page and we see the panel where Elle kind of makes that discovery and it turns really dark. Because uh, mm-hmm. it's like confirmation that she knew that something happened to her. And then Octavia calls her a liar. And Elle's like, I wouldn't lie about that. Like, you can't just leave and forget things happen. You can't forget. You can't forget that.
1: Yeah, you uh, can't forget that you forgot.
0: Yeah, and then they kind of fight, and she's like, "Come on, like, do you need a ride? Like, you can be mad at me, but let me like get you home." Mm-hmm. And Octavia's like, "No," and she walks away.
1: Yeah, and then we proceed to get like two the two issues while they're fighting. Octavia is just like, "Man, walking sucks."
0: <laughs> yes, which is so like innocent. <laughs> so we go back into issue three, and once again, we start. Everyone's goal is to mine more. Uh, and it looks like if you've ever been to Venice, California, the Venice sign, it's what it looks like, okay, yeah, she's walking, oh yeah. Walking I thought um
1: it reminded me of uh, the the um, the Ashwood sign,, <gasps>
0: that's fair.
1: I don't know if that was supposed to be like the reference, but like that's what it reminded me of. like,
0: in you know, you gain your freedom through work, kind of shit, yeah, that makes that actually makes more sense i just like visually like uh i've i've seen the venice sign and it Mm -hmm. it is set up in a similar way and i don't really like people i don't know i don't really see towns with this stuff like only like during christmas time or something where they put like christmas but Mm -hmm. yours makes more sense (laughs) actually like i don't know if that's supposed to be the
1: reference that's just that's what it reminded me of yeah
0: so she's walking through the town again there's like narration and so this is is this l then this is the third one yeah Okay, L's talking oh. about not every town having a witch. Like it's not actually normal, but the town mm-hmm. does have a witch.
1: Yeah, and V is going to go see the witch. Yes, because V is proactive.
0: Like they're, pro- well, L they're both. L is the proactive one. Like... Yes, yes, they're both proactive in different ways. Yeah. Is yeah, like yeah, L like... is like physically Action. proactive. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna go fucking stab this guy in his fucking throat.
1: Right. I'm whereas... gonna go
0: hunt this motherfucker down.
1: Yeah, whereas like V is like puzzling and puzzling till our puzzler is sore
0: yeah and I I I feel like Octavia like I'm like yeah like let's think about it let's go get like research like let's go get answers in that way um oh I um I was kind of with Elvis entire time I, I feel was that like, yeah, yeah I hit him with the chair well and yes like obviously yeah like fuck him up but <laughs> yeah, knowing no, why like, I
1: am, I was immediately like no slam this pimply bastard into the table
0: yes uh, so she uh B goes and like knocks on the door, we see like a child, open it, turns out it's not a child. <laughs> it's no, it's witchy witch. It's a witch with fucked up
1: hands. Yes. Uh <laughs> I I spent a long
0: time thinking that she was the deer woman. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair because we don't see the deer woman again until like mm-hmm. later. Yeah, and the deer woman has like these messed
1: up hands.
0: <laughs> yes. The deer woman has like sharp hands. Yeah um anyway so she goes to the witch and they're talking and the witch is like i everyone thinks i'm supposed to be older but i'm not anyway Mm -hmm. (laughs) um v tells her like hey we went to the movie theater like we can't remember like something skipped but we know something happened like somehow we know something happened to us um and she says so the witch says so and then v says well we thought, well, I thought you might be able to help figure out what happened. And the the witch is like, well, why would you want to know what happened to you? Um, Because it's kind of like looked at as a blessing, like to forget is like, well, you're not remembering that pain. Mm-hmm. And she does present her, this is where she gives her the vial. Is this where it's like, you can remember yeah. it if you want to?
1: Yeah, well, oh, no, it's no, it's like what she does is she basically says like forgetting is easy. Like yeah. forgetting, it's, it's just, it's as though nothing happened. Right. And so she's like, I she gives her what is in essence a potion. And the potion mm-hmm. is going to make her forget that she forgot. Mm-hmm. Right? Basically, instead of having like this jarring hole in her memory where time should be, it's just going to smooth it out. And so it feels natural. Yes. Thank you.
0: First one, Um mm-hmm. she does show the witch the little mushrooms though. Yeah. Um and the witch keeps it. Yes. The witchy ingredients, she's gonna keep it. Yeah. Um we see, I don't even know who this man is. It's just like a shadow man. Oh man, he scared me. Yeah, he's just creepy. Like, <laughs> he's like a top hat, like, man with all blacked out, like, just a silhouette of a man. Yeah. Um, he never comes back. He's not really relevant. It's just, whoa. it's just a really like jarring image. Yeah. Um,
1: and like, you start seeing him in like the witch's cottage, and then uh, like,
0: uh well, I got chills.
1: Was- he's <laughs> home.
0: Yes. So she goes home the mom's like where you been at like where's l are you guys fighting like because moms they know guardians know when you're being yeah you're in a fight with like your bestie yeah and so this guy he's from the company he made an offer for the mm-hmm. house a big one she says and she's like well i'm considering it and B says good and then the mom's like i thought you hated the idea of change mom's like jessica keeps calling you by the way also what the fuck here's your number yeah <laughs> Like, please call her back. Please have her stop calling this house. Like, I'm I so busy programming. Like, please, this is your fucking friend. It's not my friend. I'm not your <laughs> right. voicemail service.
1: Yeah. And so you see... She has a pet rat, which she is funny. A pet rat. The pet rat is cute. Yeah. Um, anyway, like, you see V is trying to figure out what's happening in her own way as, like, a science nerd. Yes. Meanwhile, L is going to the scary ass park that has the crevasse in it and the skinless men because she's just like it's the one place v will never look for me
0: yes uh and it's called hungry daughter state park what y'all and these names right Right. that's
1: that's the kind of name you give to a place where a bunch of people starve to death exactly
0: uh but i guess this is like sinkhole city so um so they're there she's with pearl i don't know they're throwing a stick um yeah. the dog immediately reacts like any dog in a horror movie starts growling mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um they find V, of
1: course or l of course goes straight up to the crevasse and it's just like yeah let's throw some shit down this
0: hole yes she does <laughs> and then what comes out of it miranda skinless man skinless man and he's attack attacking. on titan yes he comes out, he gets her in, like, a very, like, compromising position, um, mm-hmm. kicks the dog, yeah. is attacking, is assaulting V. Um, yeah.
1: Like, it is,
0: um, yeah, it is pretty
1: clear what the intentions of the skinless man are.
0: Yeah. And so they're trying to rape V. Uh, <laughs> the dog gets her, she gets out of underneath, so it doesn't look like, like he, they, it completes it, but. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um she, gets- she manages to knock it back into the crevice. Yeah, she gets pearl. Uh she apologizes to the dog. Um mm-hmm. and then like she looks like she looks battered, like she got beat up. She's like, fuck, my mom's gonna trip out. Like I look like shit. Fuck. Um yeah. and this is where we see
1: that like V is sharing her pain because V all of a sudden has like a bloody face.
0: Yes, like what the fuck? And so um she goes to see Jessica, they're together
1: this is where jessica reveals that like she has her own little personal family curse right where um her mom who was like the beauty queen of her generation is literally a sinkhole. yes like it she's a woman laying in a bedroom with like her top part of her torso and her legs and then everything else is just
0: this fiery pit into the earth and there's roaches everywhere and there's pills and there's it's just like um Inferred is opioid, like, uh, crisis, you know, addiction. Yes.
1: Um, And we sort of get like Jessica's backstory of like she's been doing child pageants, and it's sort of one of those times where she feels loved. And then her mom told her that, like, you know, we're empty. We are empty women. We are so empty that we literally become sinkholes into the earth.
0: mm -hmm. (laughs) And the horror of that. Yes. And she's like a little kid when she's, um, yeah. So V is there for her. They, mm-hmm. once again, hook up. Yep. Uh, and it's very sweet. Like, they're, it's very, like, sensual. It's very, like, safe is what it feels like. In comparison to, like, the other acts of, like, sex that we see. Like, this is yeah. safe. This is a ch- a choice. Like, it's consensual. Mm-hmm. We want to be together.
1: Yeah, it's consensual. And it's um every time that they are together, because we see them together twice, it is a- always... um. It's always somebody choosing to give, like engaging in an act that is deliberately supposed to give their pleasure more, more or give their partner more pleasure than they take. Yes. Right. Like it's, it's a gift. It's a giving. Yes. Right. Um, That's what we see when they're together. Um, When we learn later what causes like the sinkhole women,
0: mm
1: -hmm. uh, I have
0: like theories Mm -hmm. (laughs) about it. So we'll talk about that, I guess, when we get there. Okay. We're almost there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see, again, Pleasure and Pain is shared by V and L. Um, yeah. She's hooking up. She's receiving, like, she's re- on the receiving end of pleasure at this point. And um, L is, like, masturbating as well. So it's, like, synced yeah. in. They are and both going to pound town. Yes. And they're having a good time. And <laughs> I love it. So we yeah. go into the fourth issue. And the the last panel, the, the cliffhanger
1: panel, right? Because... Oh. There's always a cliffhanger panel. Yeah. Um, is Jessica's mom with like a, a flayed hand reaching out of her. Terrifying. Terrifying. Which fits because the next issue is when the skinless man attacked the girls.
0: Yes. Um, so this is like the makeup issue, I would say. Uh, v and L. They talk about like the one time they got into a fight. Like this is the second time they got into a fight. This, this talk about like the first time they got into a fight.
1: All right. So they talk about like this other time that they got into a fight, right? Because they're both very, like, they're teenagers, but they're both, like, very real people in terms of, like, they have triggers, right? Mm -hmm. V, I think, on some level, needs to feel like she has control over the situation. That's why she refuses to look at, like, she refuses to look at the time that she forgot. Yeah. Right? And, you know, she talks about leaving, because leaving is something that she physically can do. It is something that she can do to get herself out of a bad situation. Mm -hmm. Whereas L. Elle wants to know, like, she wants the truth. She wants to know exactly what it is. She's less interested in controlling the situation. She just, she needs to know, right? And she needs to be believed. Mm-hmm. And so it's the story of this camping trip that they went on together where Elle saw a bear. She saw some weird ass shit in these woods. She comes in. She's like, it was a bear and it was as big as a tree. And then V was immediately like, bear. black bears live here. Black bears don't get that big. Yeah. And this led to like this huge rift between them. Just like mm-hmm. that simple act of not believing.
0: Yes. Um, and then they also talk about like the the symbiotic nature of their of their like the physical physicality between them. Like mm-hmm. uh we Octavia fell one night and like fell and broken glass like slit her shin, basically. Yeah. And that same thing happened to to Elle. And I don't know if we actually see it here, but um the dog gets blamed for it oh no it is right here um so they have matching scars and the dad thought the dog did it because it came out of nowhere for l she didn't get into it just
1: woke up in like a puddle of blood
0: yeah (laughs) horrifying yes um Mm -hmm. and this is where they she says like we're like sharing a single body it feels like and we've never been able to like we're inseparable regardless of fighting or not fighting yeah um, and they meet back up and they hug each other and they say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was the worst. I love you. I love you too. Um, <clears throat> and this is where Elle says, B, I get it. I get not wanting to push harder. I get wanting to get out of here. She says, thanks. Thank you. Can we get, and then Elle says, can we go back to my bike? And yeah. then she says, it's weird that you don't have your bike. <laughs> right? Because once yes. again, she's cursed with walking. <laughs> she-
1: it's great. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Walking is the worst.
0: Yes. So they go over there The dad has like a um, a what is it like a model? Of He's a miniature. Heaven on, oh, miniature. Thank you. Of heaven mm-hmm. on earth, and they're looking at it, and it's creepy. Like because you see an eye through like a ballroom. Yeah. Uh, that's what he
1: does with his time he is a house husband on disability so he has his hobby which is recreating where he used to work
0: yeah you know what i've also built miniatures and it is fun so no judgment (laughs) if (laughs) i didn't have like nine to five i would do the same thing (laughs) um
1: (laughs) anyway
0: so there it's just a really like wonderful like setup like okay yeah they fought but they're like sisters or they're uh, i keep saying sisters but they're like family like they Mm -hmm. are accepted in each other's homes like she can drop by and get dinner whenever she wanted and that is very like a youthful thing like i don't adults don't really do this but kids do like hey my friend's coming over mom like can they eat with us but like a adult friend would never do that to me (laughs) i don't think family will <laughs> adult friends were like hey do you want to go get food or like can I drop by like or like oh no I'm busy can we do it next week like it's more scheduled but this is very it is, drop in. it yeah. is
1: a lot more scheduled however I will say with like adult friends there's less of a time limit because yes. like when you're a kid there is an understanding that like at eight o'clock you go home
0: yes that is true. <laughs> I
1: have had impromptu
0: sleepovers with my adult friends yeah <laughs> we're like well we talked for 12 hours we got to sleep now I guess Yep. um but yeah, mom comes in, she says, Hey, it's good to see you. Uh, or she's heading out. And um it's just yeah, like, a, so like, like they a have, hang out.
1: Like Yeah. It's like they have dinner and they have like this conversation with the parents, and then they go up to Elle's room.
0: Oh, this shit's so scary. Sorry, I was like flipping through panels. Okay, so they're yeah. upstairs They're just like having like a chill, like, everyone's in this, like, hanging out, listening to mm-hmm. music, like, dressing up, like, all fun shit. And then you hear the dog, err.
1: They're specifically trying to, like, collaborate on, like, what happened. Oh, yeah. Right? This is the moment when they decide to, like, work together with, like, yes. both of their methods
0: of coping. Yes. Uh And this is, the dog is, like, err. Woof, woof. Starts barking. And then what the fuck do you see run up to the, uh, Attack on Titan. They're running... Right? it's like one two three four skinless men Mm -hmm. running into like trying to break into the room the dog is fighting um they're cracking the window they're trying to come in and then what the fuck pops out to fight the not deer the not deer and now it's evolved more because we're seeing more of it so the hind legs are Mm -hmm. deer and the torso has like like titties and like arms and the freaky arms and the fucked up antlers and it's fucking fighting the skinwalkers
1: yeah it is slashing them up and then the dad also happens to be outside and he gets
0: slashed too uh
1: because
0: he's a man
1: yeah no like that's that's exactly what it is
0: yep because we Uh. learn
1: later the not deer is fucking pissed. yeah it's
0: just rage incarnate yeah oh, it's such a good comic you guys uh so good so dad gets slashed on the on the stomach mm-hmm. uh yeah and
1: so like mom is gonna take him to the hospital and then she looks at l and she says i don't need you in this car right now i need you to like do something else and like Elle's like what do you need what do you need and she's like you know Tell her that like the dead is I'm calling the dead in. Yes. And so L and V go to the witch because that is that is like the one other moment of implied community between women is whatever L's mom did for this witch.
0: Yes. Um so they go to the witch, the little girl witch. Mm-hmm. Uh they kind of like the dear woman thing, the hospital, so much blood, like they're not very cohesive. Why would you be? um and then the, there's a cat of course it's a funky cat I love it like I love that there's tropes in this it's a black cat too
1: it is it is um <laughs> so she goes she does a little spell she comes out and she's just like do you want to see your dad and she shows him in like the dishwater. yes like oh he looks fine okay good
0: yeah he's stable he's he's in stable kitchen thank you thank you thank you thank you um And then basically, like they called in a favor. The witch says, "I have nothing else to say. It's between me and Eldora's mother."
1: And V is just immediately like, "Oh bullshit! That's not what I'm asking about. I'm asking about all of the weird shit in this weird ass town."
0: Right? Like you
1: clearly know something because you're a magic person that we all just take for granted that everybody has a magic person.
0: Now I never lived anywhere else, but I know this shit's not fucking normal. <laughs> I <have cable>. Yeah, <laughs> uh- I can't Google skinless men. But I've seen freaks and geeks and they don't have witches and that shit. Right? <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, and then this is where
0: we get we the expletive. Yeah. It ends, the the issue ends, she's about to start it and then it starts off with, with it. And this is like very... This is a heartbreaking Triggering. Story. If you have made it this far, this is like, I, we've tried our best to be as delicate with situations as mm-hmm. possible, but this is like for real, just like assault on assault on assault. So, Do
1: you want just, me to speed run it? If you want to. Okay. So um, the witch's story boils down to she lived some point in the turn of the century in the small town. She was a little girl. Um, She gets assaulted by a foreman. Yes. And he tries to make her drink water. That is in the... Before Heaven and Earth became Heaven and Earth the resort, it was Heaven and Earth the sanatorium, which is just like a big fancy word for a place that rich people go to chill when they have mental problems. yes right and so it's it's not an asylum they're not forced to be there and it's like it's like a resort but it is specifically for people who are considered troubled
0: Mm -hmm. um
1: and she makes a point of saying that like it's it's in essence a resort for the girls the gays and the days yes (laughs) those are the people that get consigned there Mm -hmm. um and so, like, this guy tries to get her to drink this magical water. She, like, spits it out. She refuses to drink it. She calls for help. And he gets arrested.
0: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: And it's it's chalked up as, like, this, this awful thing that just happened in this town. But, you know, crime happens everywhere. Right? right? But the little girl gets put in the sanatorium for a couple of months because she's traumatized and nobody knows how to deal with like women trauma in 1912 yes (laughs) and while she's there she meets um another she meets like a woman who is a witch and who in essence gives her the foundations and the building blocks to being a witch and they talk about how you should never drink the water because the water makes you forget yes um like it's that is what the water does it makes you forget uh later when the little girl is out of the sanatorium and she, like, goes home. She continues being a witch. This is what stops her aging. Um, and it is when the other witch gets out, she goes to live with her.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Right? And together they start to experiment because they are going to, like, they're going to solve the mystery of the water and they're going to save the small town. That is their intentions. Yes. That is not what happens. No. Because what happens is um, it, it, this deals with, like, the witchy themes, this idea of balance, this idea that anything... Anything you do with magic comes back to you tenfold, right? Yes. Um, So there is, like, always a cost. Uh, And so they figure that if there is a river of forgetting in this town, then nature will have given, like, something of remembrance, something that will return the memories. And the solution to that is the mushrooms. Yes. And so the little girl witch, she eats one of the mushrooms thinking that, oh, she's just going to get, like, a couple seconds that she lost from the water when they were, like, experimenting in the sanatorium.
0: Right. No
1: she finds out that she was um, abused over and over, over and over again. Yeah. That what she thought was a one-off was, it was a one-off in a weird way in terms of it was the one time she didn't drink the water.
0: Right. Because she refused, but yeah, you learned that it was like the prolonged mm-hmm. abuse.
1: Yeah. And in her rage and in her pain, um, she's actually the one that starts the fire. Yeah. Because like, that's, what an awful thing!
0: Cause fuck this town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Like nobody invests. And then so, uh, mm-hmm. the foreman kills himself. Uh, yeah, and he like she speaks a little bit on like uh, like the town was enraged because there was no justice because he killed himself and that was like the resolution, right? Yeah, and it's implied like because he killed himself there was no like investigation. Like it just was like oh it was a one off. Like Miranda said, like crime hat. Like people were abusive everywhere like Mm -hmm. there's pedophiles everywhere like you know but like she was robbed of her truth Mm -hmm. because it was like something that like oh well it happened and now there's a resolution the guy died and like this little girl is fine now she has a friend in the sanatorium and she just continued to live her life or whatever but um yeah and like enraged she fucking goes out to destroy this town and like Mm -hmm. i get it (laughs) like yeah i understand the it's the want to hurt them back
1: yeah because like what she also learns is that it's not just her no she's not the only one that has been harmed in this way it is because this town has access to this forgetful water like it is something that has been happening for who knows how long And one of the things that she talks about, she emphasizes, is the generational trauma of it all, right? Like, the women carry, like, this trauma, and the men who are enacting this trauma, like, it doesn't... You don't just stumble upon this forgetful water. They had to be taught, which implies that it is, like, to be from this town is to either be a victim or be an abuser. Yeah. Right? Um... That, like, everybody engages in the system. And I think it's very telling that, like, the... The one male character that we have in this entire story who isn't involved in any of this is Elle's dad. And Elle's dad is literally an outsider. He's not from there. Yeah. Yeah. Like he moved there to work for the resort like 20 years ago. He is right. and he's literally the only man that we know for certain is not involved in this violence.
0: Um and some of the wonder that the witch has towards the other witch her name is Cersei. Um mm-hmm. and I think Cersei is queer like she's trans she's transgender she's a trans woman and um yeah. she says the loose nature of cersei's pr- proposal her presenting me with a paper and pen me marveling at the ingenuity of the experiment the system of consent of proof because she has no proof right like and a lot yeah. of uh basically well just to kind of reiterate what miranda said is that like all of the women in this town have been raped like they've all been assaulted And they've all forgotten. And in isolating yourself and in forgetting... And not that they isolated themselves. In this case, it was... They were isolated. Like, they Mm -hmm. had to drink this fucking shitty water that made them forget everything. Uh, But the isolation of it, like, makes them doubt themselves. Because she goes on to say, the witch goes on to say, like, sometimes I wonder if I did it to myself. Like, did I make myself forget this? I knew. Maybe I knew, but I didn't want to know. Um, And with eating the mushrooms, like, it forced her to, to realize the harm that is consistently happening to the women of this town. Yeah.
1: And so she, she starts the mine fire initially. It's just supposed to swallow like the bad men. Yes. But it just, it consumes the whole town.
0: Yes. And what I think what that is kind of like uh, demonstrating is that like in, in a system where we think rape is acceptable, mm-hmm. it, you don't have to be a rapist to condone it. You can just be quiet yeah and not speak up and that makes you guilty um do you know <laughs>
1: I, mean, I know exactly um the there's a comedian that talked about this oh. right? He talked about how like one of his friends assaulted somebody mm. and he talks about like the shame and the guilt that he carries because he's like there were like people talk about how there aren't signs there were signs like yeah. but i didn't see them or i didn't want to see them because he was my friend and i didn't think he was capable of this and then he did it and you know like he he has like a a whole thing where he goes off he talks about like that responsibility that he carries and then that everybody carries to be proactive
0: right yeah um and so the the flame the fire it starts engulfing all Mm -hmm. like it starts yeah (laughs) like attacking all the men yeah um
1: and then sort of on the flip side of this she she is burdened by knowing yeah right it is this terrible, awful thing. She thinks that by eating the mushroom, she's just going to regain back a couple of seconds where she wrote like a note to herself. Mm-hmm. And instead, she finds out that what she thought was a one-off, horrible experience of abuse was instead a pattern, right? Like it was instead yeah. a pattern. It it went back for who knows how long. But she had to remember.
0: Yeah, they come back to Cersei. They torture her. The water stopped working on Cersei, so they just kill her. Um yeah. The menu and they were no longer afraid. So they just go Mm -hmm. like on rampage.
1: Yeah. They they it's one of those things where what they were doing was dragged into the light and everybody paused to see what would happen and nothing fucking happened. Yeah. The guy just died in a jail cell and it was pushed off as well. You know, these things happen.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And there were no consequences. And so they stopped being afraid and they stopped covering it up.
0: Yeah.
1: Um So that's where you have the phenomenon in this town of women waking up in parking lots disheveled.
0: And she says, and the woman, I didn't know how to heal them. I didn't know what giving them back their memories would do to them. I worried it would destroy them. And so I sent them away or I tried. What do you mean? It's beautiful, isn't it here? This town, the patch of wilderness, the trees, the wildlife, the way the light catches against the mountains. Mm -hmm. No, the way the way a doe freezes in the shadows no no l says i wanted that for them what i made were monsters half things women who were also rabbits trees that were also women women who collapse into sinkholes one terrible one worse than the others a deer but not more aware always smoldering with rage all of them trapped between one place and another and the men always waiting, pulling themselves out of the burning depths where the seams are the weakest to teach their sons about how to bend the world to their will. And in that way, I have failed. So that's like the full circle moment where yeah. like, she was scratching at a tree where she was scratching at a woman mm-hmm. and the rabbits that have human eyes and the deer women or the not deer.
1: Yeah, And it's that is the one moment of judgment that you get in this entire book for how any of the women react, because it is this witch decided for the town how the women should react to that to that trauma and that pain and she like forced them to remember um... or whether she forced them to remember or whether like she forced them to become part of the environment right yes mm-hmm. like it is that is the element of body horror it is yes. implied i think it is implied by um the by jessica and her mother That it is the more you are harmed, the more susceptible you are to that witch's spell, right? To becoming the environment itself. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, you have Jessica and her mom who were both like pageant girls, Mm -hmm. right? Who were both considered incredibly beautiful um, and thus would have been, I think, very natural targets in this town.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Right. You know, like it's, they would have been natural targets. They would have been people who received this violence over and over and over again. And then the more empty blank spaces they have in their memory, the more empty they become. And they become sinkholes. Yeah. Right. They become literal empty spaces in the earth.
0: Right. Um, so they learn that truth. They leave. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and they are given a a tincture made of the mushroom that will allow them to remember.
0: Yeah. If um, they choose to.
1: Yeah, so um, it, it's basically this. They have on one hand, they have the vial that will make them forget that they forgot that will smooth out the edges. And then on the other hand, they have this this tincture that will make them remember. yeah. And they um, won't just remember like the one, they'll remember anything that happened to them. Because again, in this town, it is implied that this violence is enacted oh, upon times. all women multiple times when they're very young yes like in the first issue there's a joke about how you know somebody hit puberty by like the first time they wake up in a parking lot
0: yeah and that's fucking horrifying it is this one was for real like fu- like fucking scary um <laughs> so they they're off they're off into oh sorry they go back home they go to v's home the mom's like, I heard about your dad. I'm so sorry, L. Like, if there's anything. Also, Jessica called again. She's going to a party with all the guys. And yeah, at heaven on earth. And they're like, "Fuck that. We gotta go." So they mm-hmm. they spring to action. Yes,
1: they immediately spring to action because they know now they know what's up. Yeah. They know exactly what is going to happen. And beyond just knowing what is going to happen, they are being proactive. And this is something that the witch has failed to do because the witch knows that this is happening in this town. And she started the fire and she started to change women into the landscape, like literally into the landscape. But that's all she did. Yeah. She didn't actually stop the system. Right.
0: Um, so we start the last issue, number <laughs> six. Uh they have to get to Jessica. So again, we're seeing them like fucking pedal hard as fuck to get to to heaven on earth and you know, like V is like fuck, dude. Like if they did anything to her and she's like, we can't we have to get there. Like we can't think about that. We just have to get there. Yeah. They get there, they see it Um, has already occurred yeah we see jessica she's like has bruising her clothes are fucked up like the guys are all in the back she's at the pool which is like the spring of water so she's Mm -hmm. already drank it right um yeah and and,
1: uh, i was so angry at this because it's like these are these are teenage boys right these are supposed to be like 17 year olds yeah and there's four of them so they have numbers and then they see like they see V and L come up and
0: it's just this victory that they have and this like, smugness on their annoying. face like it's so disgusting mm-hmm. and they're like heckling like all this stuff very cruel cool. um, yeah no i was i i like i
1: think this entire book i was like murder them stab them with your knife L you can do it
0: yeah and you, you do you do feel that that was like you know as you're reading it like you care for them and you know like i think the, the statistic like 10 years ago was like one out of four women have um, experienced abuse. Uh, so like, you know, someone, I know someone like most people know somebody who's been a victim of this. So like reading this, is like visceral. Like you're like, yeah, man, fuck you guys. Like in this book, it's just like four guys that you can really like hate. But in the real world, it's like everybody <laughs> really like, no, is, like is... men are trash. You know, it does feel very much that way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know they are these four boys are perpetua- per perpetuators of this violence but we later learn that all of the doctors all of the cops they are they allow it to happen they know and they just don't do fuck all
0: yeah and so they're like oh fuck they're outnumbered we see that they're dragging mm-hmm. the deer woman yeah cuz um, the skinwalk
1: the the skin men come out
0: right um and they hit l and there's a fight there's a tussle uh, the deer woman is communicating with L through like pointing and they she points to the mushrooms the sun yeah. caps so V eats one and it's like Elle body, eats one sorry yes l eats one uh, and it's like this crazy panel where it's mm-hmm. like uh, the popcorn I think That's yeah her body it's is.
1: mushrooms the popcorn is her body and then she sees the hand. And this is like her remembering
0: exactly what happened to her. Yes, and um, she gets up. Hey, motherfuckers! Mm-hmm. And then fucking goes to town. She's throwing cinder blocks. She is, you know, kicking mm-hmm. ass. Yeah. She gets to Jessica. She goes, "What happened, Jessica? Do you want to remember what the things you forgot? Do you want to remember?" Yes. She feeds her a sun cap. Mm-hmm. She turns into what Miranda <laughs> turns into a sinkhole and it eats all the boys and the skin walk- or half of the boys it eats skin-
1: one of the boys josh, it does right? eat the the skin men yeah fuck josh fuck josh yeah
0: fuck.
1: i i wanted them i wanted okay so i wanted the deer woman version, to like uh, <laughs> yeah i wanted the deer woman to get up and just nudge all of the other teenagers in there i
0: love
1: it i just, wanted them to like be you know, i okay there's a part of me that was just like fuck it execute them
0: yeah yeah
1: that's not a healthy part of me
0: (laughs) we don't condone violence you guys but Mm -hmm. you know this piece of work this piece of art really like hit a nerve
1: yeah like i there was a part of me that you know like the the witch had no right to decide how anybody else dealt with the trauma she had no right to transform people but when she said that she lit the fire i was
0: like go off queen yes like (laughs) the only problem
1: is you kept the fire underground
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. and uh yeah So she opens up, she's a sinkhole, but unlike her mother, she gets repurposed. Like she brings it back and she closes it up again. Yeah. Um, V runs up. I'm so sorry. I'm so, so sorry. Uh, And then they, yeah.
1: We get the horror that is um, when a problem is systemic and not individuals. Yes. Because they go to the hospital and they talk to the cops and they realize that they know. Like it they literally say, it isn't that no one believed us. It's worse than that. They knew. There was talk about the missing boys, how they've been careless. The lesson was not don't do what they did. It was don't get caught. Uh, mm-hmm. uh,
0: so they. the next scene is that they're foraging for the sun suncaps.
1: Um, yeah. And they, they create potions. Yeah. There's two potions, right? To remember what you've forgotten, eat me, which is the mushroom. And to forget what you've forgotten, drink me, which is the water and they just they give it to every single woman in town Yep. and it's they give them the power to decide for themselves what they
0: want yeah and we see one of the bunnies uh so we see like the panels Mm -hmm. like multiple women like with the vials like making choices and we see a bunny eat a mushroom yep and she turns back to a woman some chose to forget the deer woman i think chose to forget um The deer woman doesn't make a choice because like she
1: sniffs at a vial. She sniffs oh, both she the sniffs vials, it. but
0: they're both untouched. Oh, I see. Yes, it looked like it was eating it.
1: Right, which is again like it's you. When something awful happens to you, you you have you get to choose how you deal with it. You can choose whether you embrace it. You can choose whether you leave it behind. You can choose to not make a choice until later. That is your right.
0: Yeah.
1: Nobody has the right to demand anything from you in terms of how you cope.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and v we see is like the last one it's up to you v you're the only one that can decide we see her drink a vial we don't necessarily see which one um Mm -hmm. and we see them kind of like cuddled and l says the bells are ringing i love you the lambs are bleeding i love you
1: that's how it ends the very last panel is you see the the literal hell under the town it is a hieronymus Bosch painting done in um danny style
0: (laughs) yeah that's how I would describe it
1: yes um
0: and yeah that's the Lolo wood um Mm -hmm. so Miranda would you recommend this yes yes I would would you recommend this absolutely uh I definitely would say like if you were sensitive to it maybe don't or like don't read it all in one um but it is it, it was very good. It it leaves you thinking, it leaves you wondering about these people, about, like, the world that we live in, because this is, like, although it's a work of fiction, it's, like, speaking truth mm-hmm. to power. Um, yeah. And the rape well, culture that we live in, in the United States specifically. Yeah. Um, so yeah it's fucked up man it's scary like I read this one I think I texted Miranda I was like this shit was scary as fuck like it was hard to read um it kind of like there would be parts like I kind of want to skip this but like I would read it but it it was tough Uh, and it's scary because it's based in reality so
1: yeah like it's in in reality there is no magic mushroom that's going to make you remember everything that happened no and there is no
0: sinkhole that's going to swallow up your abusers yeah yeah (laughs) and you know it is systemic so mm-hmm. it's difficult um but yeah i would recommend it it's it's tastefully done i think it's uh beautifully drawn the writing is great like uh mm-hmm. carmen machado is like a really good author i this is the first time i've experienced any of their work but it's phenomenal mm-hmm. uh they they touch upon things with like a grace that is not always permitted when telling these types of stories um uh, like it's yeah. it's explicit without fetishizing i would say without yes. it being exploiting yeah it's yes thankfully um <laughs> it's a heavy one uh, it was so i'm picking the next one i uh sent you the books <laughs> it's Yes, glitch and i don't hold on let me look up the author
1: oh i
0: have that right oh, here oh you have them perfect
1: glitch by shima shinya
0: volume one or issue one it's not like the whole volume it's just an issue and then mm-hmm. uh night of the living cat issue one <laughs> Oh, we're reading both? Yeah, because I read Glitch already and it's okay. pretty like quick. Like it's it's
1: quick. Nice, I like and it. And there's
0: not like a conclusion because it's an ongoing series. I have not read Light, Night of the Living Cat yet because uh, I was waiting because <laughs> I want to experience it together. Um, but I had this other book that I wanted to read and then I looked up reviews. Mm -hmm. the one that i told you like tokyo whatever yeah uh murder club or whatever and then like everything was like the story's mid the art's just good and i was like well i don't want that (laughs) let me find something else um english said we have zombie cats (laughs) yes so we'll do something fun we need to break up the heaviness of lolo woods uh but yeah um how do we usually end this show um thank you guys (laughs) i forgot
1: the structure (laughs) Right. Okay. Hi. Hello. If you would like to reach out to us directly, you can send us an email at thesidekicks at gmail.com. I repeat, thesidekicks, capital T-A-G, capital S-E-I-D, capital K-I-C-K-S at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram where we post pictures of all the stuff we talk about here. If you'd like to reach out, to, if you'd like to follow me directly, I am Dynamitey Miranda on TikTok. I repeat, Dino as in dinosaur, Mighty as in Mighty Mouse Miranda. That's my name. Don't wear it out. I'm your friendly neighborhood amateur Batman historian. Uh, Aleta, where
0: can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram as Orcheta chica, or uh, no, you can find me on <laughs> what is it called? Not Snapchat. You can find me on we TikTok. For a
1: month and we just lose it. It
0: just it's it's it is what it is. You can find me on TikTok as Orcheta chica, or Instagram as Comfy Act. Um, I do art stuff there, and yeah, that's what I got. Uh, but really, if you want to talk to me, email us at the uh, at the sidekicks at gmail I'm more likely to engage with that audience. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so read with us and thanks for coming back. Woo! Yay! Bye. Bye. Are you doing outro song? Oh, fuck. (laughs) Okay, if you don't.
1: Keep it in. Keep it in. Okay, okay. (laughs) <laughs> we don't have an outro song, so every week I come up with a jingle. This one isn't super special because I low key forgot that I did this. Yeah.